Hey Accounting Nation, Adrian Law here and welcome to another episode of the Vancouver Accounting Experience. And on this episode of the podcast, I'm joined by my guest, Stephen Flynn, partner at Anderson Tax, who's been so kind and gracious to join me on the podcast to talk about all things related to tax, the tax career and the career path, what to think about as a student or aspiring CPA interested in tax, the qualities that a future tax associate might have, whether it's analytical, strategic, all the different kind of mindsets that you might need, advice for new students. So Steve drops a lot of the value bombs here for you. So if you even have even the smallest idea of getting into tax, this is the podcast to listen to. So let's get right into it. Welcome to the Vancouver Accounting Experience, the podcast where accountants share their stories, their careers, their experiences, and their special moments of inspiration they encountered along the way to their professional designation. And now your host, Adrian Law. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. Accounting Nation are really excited to have you join us on the podcast. This is the Vancouver Accounting Experience. I'm your host, Adrian Law, uh, accounting coach and mentor, and uh, very excited to have a, a guest join us. I'd like to extend a warm welcome to Steve Flynn, who's partner at uh, Anderson Taxes. Steve, uh, welcome to the podcast. Adrian, thanks for uh, having me on. That's that's great. So uh, so how how's things? How's twenty twenty one treating you so far? Well, 2021 is treating us well. We were a busy firm in twenty twenty. We're a uh, a different uh, tax from the sense that we focus primarily on U.S. and Canadian cross-border taxation. So in 2020, we saw a number of families move back and forth between the two countries or get caught in one country versus right. another, you know, people accelerating changes that they're going to finally make that big move. And so we were fairly busy in 2020, and we, we expect 2021 to be exactly the same, uh, if not busier. No, that that's fantastic news. Uh, very very glad to hear that. And uh, I mean, this is this is a podcast really that I that I started. Uh, I just really like talking about accounting careers and how I made a career change into accounting. And uh, so I mean, there's there's all kinds of different subjects that that I have that students reaching out to me on like LinkedIn with their questions, but. Uh, as you noted, just in the, uh, your email to me, you, you mentioned that I have very few people who are specializing in tax that I've had on the podcast. So I'm very excited. And most of the time, it's just your peers coming from financial reporting and audit, that sort of thing. So, so I, I'd love to hear, why don't you tell us a bit about uh, what Anderson Tax is about? You've already briefly mentioned that, uh, uh, you know, what do you do there and what Anderson Tax is all about? Sure. So Anderson Tax Worldwide is, is probably today about 900 partners and about mm -hmm. 7,300 staff. When I say that today, you know, we're recording this in, in early March 2021. It's been a rapidly growing firm and it uh, continues to add locations around the world. We're, right. we're probably at about 133 countries, uh, but if you ask me in a month's time, it's going to be higher. It, it's okay. a unique firm in the sense that it, uh, it it doesn't do the traditional audit, business consulting, you know, infrastructure, technology type consulting. It sticks to three main principles, which is taxation, uh, legal services around the world, mm -hmm. and valuation services. And so, see. you know, it's a really, you know, niche uh, type of practice and one that really appealed to my partner Warren and I when we joined Anderson. It'll be about three years ago so far. Right. Year, so. 
fantastic. Now that's uh, that's great to hear. And, and one, as you said, is a very niche. Uh, practice that is very specialized in tax and legal services. So that's uh, that's that's very interesting. And I mean, one of the things that I like talking about on this podcast and how I really got started was when I volunteered as a mentor for students at UBC. And when that program ended, it was called the Executive Mentorship Program. I needed an outlet to really talk about career paths and how people get into accounting and public practice and the big forward, that sort of thing. So, I mean, I'd really love to hear your career path and how you got started. Uh, did you have an accounting degree? Well, mine was probably a little more traditional than yours, Adrian. I've listened to a couple of your shows and I hear mm-hmm. you're a cook and a right. student for a long time. Uh, you know, I can barbecue. I can, um, I got about four go-to dishes at home, but my wife goes over cooking. So I can't say that I have the same <laughs> No, mine was more traditional. I actually came from a family. My father was uh, a chartered accountant. He actually was a partner in a, in, and they didn't call them big four firms. He was a partner at Clarkson Gordon, which was the predecessor to Ernst & Young. Mm. Might have been the big eight or something like that. Right. Uh, he, he was a tax partner. And so I got to observe, you know, throughout my young life, you know, what it meant to you know, be in that discipline, the hard work, the long hours, but the incredible creativity that he got to express. And, right. And, you know, great learning experience for me. So when I went to university, I went into a business program. I didn't, I'm not from Vancouver. I'm originally uh, from Saskatchewan. So I grew up in Regina. I went to school in Saskatoon at the University of Saskatchewan, did a, an undergraduate degree, but you know, never really thought tax was my direction. Mm-hmm. Tried all the different disciplines, thought I might, you know, major in finance, thought I might try marketing, thought I might even try, uh, it was health services at the time. And, and when I moved out to Vancouver with Ernst & Young, I uh, well, still wasn't sure. So I did that traditional stream where you got, a, you got into the audit stream, you got into right. a small business environment. And it wasn't probably until my, I passed my CPA and, and spent a little more time kind of as like saying, well, let me give tax a shot and see what might happen. That's no, that's, uh, that's, that's great. And uh, I mean, I think it's just one of those things where I, I mean, I tell students or those interested in accounting, it, it, it may not be obvious right off the bat. It might just be something you may have to try and speak to some people and find out what they liked about it. Me, me personally, I didn't even think, I didn't even think that tax was something for me. So I just naturally kind of stayed away. I mean, even today, people are asking me about tax only because they see the word CPA behind my name. So they just assume I know something about tax, but I'm no, 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 I'm a bit more in financial reporting, but that's something I got into. I just want, I just thought that'd be a way for me myself to learn about businesses through businesses, processes, controls, and then you know, streaming into like financial reporting, that sort of thing. But tax is really a core way that you can really add value to, to, you know, either enterprise business or even small businesses. It's something that's always coming up and people always have questions around tax, isn't it? Well, I think you're right. I mean, that, that phrase add value comes up time and time again. And, right. and most of the disciplines, you know, within uh, you know, a CPA designation are going to speak to that. I, I always thought that the, the phrase add value has probably an easier explanation and an easier result that you can, you can really point to, you know, the answer. You can point to saying, you know, if you take this path, if you organize yourself in a certain way, or if you take this strategy, these are the real dollar savings you're going to have, or this is what you're going to prevent down the road if you, if you don't take these, these choices or don't, don't execute these strategies. So you can quantify a lot easier. Right. 
uh, you know, tax is intimidating for a lot of people. And then mm-hmm. I think, you know, we can talk a bit more about the details of why, you know, I got into this, but uh, you know, one of my, my biggest joys and one of the, the passions, one of the things that really drives me with tax is the ability to take these difficult concepts and the challenge of learning and not only the Cain tax laws, but the U.S. tax laws as well over time, and then being able to break that down, apply it to a client situation and explain to them in, in as plain a language as you can, you know, here's what this means to you. And, and, and I, I love that challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're constantly refining your skills. You're constantly learning new information. And, and, you know, there's a real satisfaction when you can try and work through these, these, these log, you know, logical type problems and situations. Right. No, I, and I think that's, as you mentioned, being just being able to explain it to a client in plain English, what it really means, because, you know, I mean, there's, it's probably something that's staring in their face because people know that they have this tax obligation. Someone's going to be coming after them for some, you know, the tax and, and they're going to have to be dealt with. Whereas usually I find in financial reporting is not so much in your face. It's, is it something a bit more relevant to public companies? And it's not on, at least on the radar of those who might be, you know, small business or, or, or private enterprise or something. Uh, so why, why don't we get into the details? What, what was the, some of those, uh, things that really caught your attention that you knew that tax was, was uh, the stream for you? Yeah. You know, I think it, it took some time to cement for me. So in my, in my career path, I, I stayed at Ernst Young after I got my CPA, I went into the, the tax group there. Right. And, uh, you, you then take a professional course. It's called the right. CICA, the Simons, the CICA in-depth tax course. And it takes about three years and it's a, it's a self-study program, you know, unlike all the things we do in, in university and the CPA program where it's a, you know, and it's an exam and a pass fail. At the time we took it, it was, it was much more professional learning where you put in the time, you read the material, you did the cases, you take them up together. And as long as you were keeping up, you were going to advance. And so you got out of it what you put into it. So I, I did that for a few years. Uh, I got to a point as a tax manager at Young where uh, I was looking for something different. I thought that perhaps I would uh, pursue industry, you know, just ah, to change things. And so I left, I went into an industry position with a, a national engineering firm based out of Vancouver that had it, its offices all over Canada. And, and what, what appealed to me was about a third of that you know, job was uh, tax related. It was a private company. It had mm-hmm. some international tax issues. Uh, but it had internal audit. It had, you know, the, the financial controllership. It had a lot more variety for me. And, right. And in thinking about it, uh, kind of think about our, our, our call today, you know, the, those first couple of years were fascinating because you got to learn it from an industry perspective. You got to be on the other side of the table when you're talking about it. You get to learn the cycle. You get to meet people. You know, the civil engineering is a, a fascinating discipline. Right. And, and after that first year, you know, I was able to implement some really good tax ideas for them that hadn't been discovered by, you know, the other firms and the other people in the position. And that was really satisfying. But after a year, uh, year two was the same thing. Year three was the same thing. And for me, uh, I recognized something about myself that I wanted to challenge. I wanted to be constantly pushed. And, and kind of halfway through or, or, you know, three or four years through the, the job, I, I can always remember two of my colleagues, two friends of mine who were in their own positions, uh, each on consecutive Saturday mornings, uh, phoned me. They phoned me. They knew I had a tax background. They knew I did the in-depth. And uh, they also knew that I wasn't practicing. So they knew it would be free, too. So <laughs> it was free advice for them. But we, we, we spent about an hour on the phone each Saturday morning, different problems. 
I was taking notes and I was furiously explaining things. And it was after that second call I realized, you know, this is a lot more fun. This is a lot more engaging and energizing. And, and I just, I realized, of course, you know, having been out of public practice for about four years, how my skills were eroding. And it was, it was that moment that my, you know, the company got sold. I had some opportunities and, and, you know, I really started to look and say, well, I'd like to get back into public practice and to get back into a, a specialized. Tech. I think that's, uh, that makes sense. And that's very, I think that's very relevant. And it, I can definitely relate as well. Uh, me personally, I even last year, I've had a couple of friends just call me up and have questions about tax. <laughs> and I have to explain to them that I've been out of public practice where you might have some exposure to you know tax issues, but I've been out of public practice for so long. And they've had questions about CERB and things like that. And I'm not really on top of those things. So I've kind of had to direct them to some people that I know, but there's these questions that come up all the time. So I, I can definitely relate. And it's something that's very practical. It's always something that people have questions about. So, I mean, I, I think it's great that you've seen both streams, as you mentioned, you kind of went through the traditional kind of stream audit and, and that, and then moved into tax. So if it's something that a student, maybe a fourth year student who wants to get into public practice or, or is there something that, that they can, I don't know, is, is there some a mental exercise that they can go through to kind of decide which way they might be leading? Is, is, do you have some tips to, to think about it? Well, I, I suppose I do. I mean, I, I can tell you that the tax law is, is not numbers and it's not, uh, only, it's not only numbers and tax law is not only reading and legislation. There's big components of both, no question. You know, I, I think I think practicing tax uh, is is logical and strategic. Mm -hmm. It's looking through you know legislation that's complicated and voluminous in both countries, and it's it's trying to understand what the politicians, what the administrators, what the lawmakers were trying to do when they put that legislation in. Were they trying to enhance a behavior? Mm. So for example, you see all sorts of rapid depreciation uh, expenses and or, or, or rates, and you know, are they trying to enhance behavior or are they trying to prevent you know abusive behavior when they mm. put in restrictions and stops? And, and it's it's understanding the why behind that, and it's it's a lot more logic and strategic driven. So you know, I'll, I'll tell you this one story. You know, there's we've We've, my partner Warren Duick and I, we've, we've had our own firm here for some time. We're going on probably 17 years now. Mm. And we have hired you know, a couple of dozen people over the time, kind of from university onwards, in, right. uh, you know, right, kind of right from that fourth year university. We've, we've easily had probably 15, 20 people come through. And I think the ones that have really succeeded are the ones that love the challenge. Mm -hmm ones that uh, you know, kind of have that logical thinking skill. The, the one I, I always uh, tell people about is we, we interviewed this one uh, fourth year student and you know, she had good marks and she had good experience, like great extracurricular. But the one thing that piqued my interest was that she played a Chinese board game called Go. Mm. I had never heard of it before. And she was a, I'm trying to think of it. She wasn't a master certainly, but she was certified and she was ranked. Mm. And we had this conversation in her, in her first year interview, and I asked a lot of questions. I said, well, what is this? And she talked about, you know, the logic and the strategy behind it, and that she's a ranked player and plays in these, these tournaments, and she now teaches others. And when I kind of got into it more, I, I said to my colleagues, I said, you know, this is the kind of, you know, thinking or the kind of, you know, enthusiasm we want to have. Mm. Uh, she's been with us the whole time since, and, 
And when I was talking to her last week about that, you know, she still plays competitively. I think it's great. Nice. To see it. It's in, you know, for me, I'd love to say that I had that kind of background. Uh, I certainly played a lot of backgammon, <laughs> which, <laughs> okay. which, which is probably one of the oldest board games around. Yep. Uh, you know, my, I, I love that kind of strategic thinking. I mean, you can always get better at these things, Yeah. but if you, you know, for, for people in that part of their career saying, what, what should I do? You know, make sure you take those tax courses. I think they're mandatory. Yeah. You know, don't be afraid of volunteering at some of the, um, uh, the, I know some of the universities have some of those tax clinic programs in March and April where you can go and you can help seniors and you can help uh, people kind of go through tax returns. Take that on if you think there's an interest there. Just okay. I think it's a, they can be great experiences. Okay. So even though those experiences might not be a direct entry into the profession, that at least gives you some exposure into you know, filing returns for, for seniors, that sort of thing. It's, it's, it's a good kind of, uh, I guess, a view into what, you know, what it could look like. I, I think so. I mean, I would encourage everyone, it's not a waste to spend a year or two mm-hmm. trying to do this. You know, in my case, I was fortunate that when I, when I went to Ernst Young, there was a, a U.S. tax group that in March and April prepared personal tax returns, and I was able to join that right. and, and, you know, get a appreciation for the complexity of, of what it takes to, to learn tax law in the United States. And it's, right. it's something that took me some time to kind of get through. And once I, I left that engineering firm and decided that I wanted to do this full time, mm-hmm. I actually went back to school in my mid thirties and started a master's of science in us taxation. So it was just, oh, a, wow. it's a constant learning that, that you should be doing in, in really any discipline, but particularly right. in tax law. And that's, uh, that was, you know, a three, four five year investment of my time to do online courses and, you know, go through exams and finals and everything else. And, and uh, you know, quite enjoy it. Oh, that's, that's great. I didn't even know there was a master's in science in U.S. taxation. So <laughs> that's, uh, that's to me sounds like a real, that's a, a real uh, milestone. Myself personally, I always encourage students, as you said, to, to try and volunteer. But for me, I'm also getting them to think about their soft skills. I mean, just, just as an accountant, I, I think there's all kinds of soft skills that come into play, whether it's organizational communication, teamwork, it's just, and, and surely it must be applicable to being uh, you know, a, a tax advisor as well, just being able to speak with different people from all kinds of different backgrounds, understand what their problem is, explain really technical and analytical issues back to them. Is that something you, you'd uh, agree as well? Well, you know, that soft skills is a fascinating one because you know, one of the things you go through, if you take that traditional stream, and I think it still holds today, that you go through business school and you go through accounting stream and you, you write exams and you write papers, but a lot of times you're writing in point form and in short sentences. Mm-hmm. You're trying to get a voluminous amount of points across in a, in a fixed amount of time. So it's just, it's kind of a dump of, of what you know. And, you know, the thing, at least my experience was, is that, I went through this whole business school and with um, uh, writing the CPA and even getting to a point where I was, you know, six, eight years out of school, I had a real struggle writing a two, three page client letter mm. in the kind of normal English and in the normal grammar with the proper sentence structure of organizing your thoughts. Uh, it was a real challenge and it was mm-hmm. a real challenge because I just didn't have that experience. And right. you know, one of the things that I encourage everyone to do you know, particularly related to tax uh, career, but to any career is, is to make sure you've got those competent skills that you can write 
clearly and concisely with the proper sentence structure and grammar to explain your ideas because mm. you need to do that in your career. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, it was something that took probably the majority of my 30s to get to the point where I was confident enough that I can help others and I can commit my own ideas. It, it um, uh, you know, I was, I was grateful that I had a mentor like Warren Duke, my partner, who was patient and you know, constantly looking through that information and mm-hmm. writing my things and showing me where I could do better. And, and I do the same thing with people, with, with my staff. I say, you know, don't get discouraged if I, you know, take your memo or take your letter and redline the whole thing. That doesn't mean I'm angry. It just means I'm trying to get you to be better at this. Right. Right. see where some of those things can be improved. I think that's uh, uh, that's fantastic advice. It's uh, it's almost you have these micro skills that you constantly have to hone and you really round yourself out to be you know I guess the full professional that is that is at the top of their game. No, I think that's uh, fantastic advice. And uh, so so what do you is there anything you don't like about tax? Uh, <laughs> the the things I love about tax first is you know I love that challenge. I love the ability to you know, go through and explain and kind of break down and solve those problems. Right. You know, I, I had one, uh, there's always these cases every month that come up and you get these situations and it was, uh, you know, a, a U.S. Canadian crossword situation where we had given advice five years ago and the client came back and said, can you update your advice? And they had got conflicting advice and it was a bit esoteric on what the problem was. And, and I went through and it spent about three, four hours going through the law, going through the internal revenue code, mm. picking up what are the pieces in Canada, trying to relate the two. And, and you know, it took about four hours to get the answer, but just a real satisfying experience to say, okay, you know, here's where I, our advice could have been a little bit better five years ago. Right. Here's where the other firm's advice just wasn't right. Let's tie this all together and put it in a, a format the client can understand. You know, I, I love being able to solve those types of problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's, you know, a day in the life, you, you try and make sure you're spending that time with clients, with client, you know, matters. You always, as a tax partner, you know, I always say like for every hour I have with clients, I've got another hour that isn't with clients that I'm just dealing with internal matters with running a firm, you know, our, mm. our, our firm in Western Canada, we're 30 people, we're three partners now. So, you know, we have to be engaged in everything from, you know, financial results of the firm to human mm-hmm. resources issues to, you know, technology, everything from, uh, you know, looking at sales and marketing and, and development. So you're spending sure. that time, but you always want to be making sure you're spending the time reading the tax changes, reading legislation, reading articles, you know, keeping up to date on what's going on in the community so that, uh, you know, you're sharpening that saw, you know, you're just right. keeping yourself fresh for that. Um, you know, those are the things I love. Uh, right. You, you asked me the question I dodged, which is what do I hate about this? <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, I think the challenge with tax law, when you look at the United States internal revenue code and you look at, uh, you know, finance Canada, you look at what's happening in Canada, Tax law is getting more complex. It's harder and harder to understand what the, the, the law is trying to tell us to do. It's getting harder and harder to, to fulfill your own complexities when you're filing tax returns. When you've got anything out of the ordinary, it's, uh, it's difficult to understand what the, what the law means. It's difficult to understand what can a revenue or the internal revenue service wants. Right. There are big penalties if you don't get it right. Mm. And for the average Canadian uh, individual or family, for the average you know, business owner, it's just too difficult to understand it at all. And we're going the wrong direction. Right. Uh, you know, the, there's, there's many and many of us in the tax community that are, that are imploring uh, 
our, our politicians in Canada to take a look internally and say, you know, quit changing and quit making this more and more complex. You know, we're, we're overdue for a tax overhaul in mm. Canada for a right. simplification or some sort of major reform. Uh, difficult to do when you've got a minority government, but you would hope that, that something happens uh, similar to what we had in the U.S. Unfortunately, in the U.S., it, I wouldn't have called that any simpler. Right. But, but we're overdue for some overhaul. And, 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 and I'm incredibly sympathetic with people that try and do this on their own uh, and just can't succeed or can't get through anywhere because it's just too complex. No, I think that's a, that's a very thoughtful, thoughtful answer. I really appreciate it. I mean, I've just been thinking about it myself that I've, I've never really even talked about it too much on my own podcast, what it is that I hate about, <laughs> but my own, but my own job. But, but for me, I, I think it's just really getting into really tedious kind of working papers where I'm working at it and I'm going nowhere. And I know I'm not really adding value to the organization. I mean, really one of the exciting things myself that I enjoy about being an accountant is being, as being you know, a, a business leader, it's trying to improve processes or try to inspire people or, or make the business a bit more efficient wherever I can. And when I kind of get stuck in something where I know, well, this is really kind of pointless, then I get really frustrated and then I know my energy is going down. But when I'm talking to people and I'm really helping, I know I'm helping to solve problems. Uh, that's when my energy is up. <laughs> so that's just that's just my, my two cents. Uh, oh, so that, I mean, so that's great. Um, so is there anything, I, I guess, just in terms of students who are listening and uh, and are interested in, in, I guess, getting into a firm? Is there something... Uh, or even an industry, any piece of, of advice for an aspiring accountant or, you know, expire, uh, aspiring, uh, you know, tax advisor? Well, you know, there's lots you want to say, and I, and I do work with a lot of students and a lot of, um, uh, you know, that generation. I, I was fortunate uh, in my career. I had a lot of people help me through and mm -hmm. you always want to try and give back. I, um, you know, for, for a specific tax position, there are a number of firms, and we're no different, that offer a slightly different alternative to the traditional CPA. And, and, and it's, it's, it's a, I'm going to call it a tax-only CPA, but it's a designation where the only thing you can't do once you complete everything would be signing an audit report. And, I see. And it, it involves a little less hours in attestation, an audit. You, you know, we have the same competencies that we have to fulfill that we fulfill in other ways. You know, we probably hire one to two students a year to put through the program. We've got, uh, you know, two students right now. Two, you know, Angie and Gina just passed the, the CV last year. And we've got two more students writing this year. Okay. You know, we, um, uh, I would encourage students to consider it. It's, it's, it's you know, not a knock. If you, if you think, you know, you want to be in tax, that's great. If you're not sure, but you want to be in, in private business, uh, you know, I think it's a great alternative. Mm -hmm. it, it is going to be very hands-on. It will be, you know, I look at the experience our students have here, and I think a lot of my colleagues' firms are, are similar. When you get in a smaller firm, you know, you're expected to, to manage and lead a lot quicker. Uh, I, 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 you know, I need, I need those, those I, need, I need our staff up and being able to speak to clients right away. I mean, I'm not asking them to answer tax questions. That'd be, that'd be tough to do. Right. But I always coach them to say, you know, you're going to be asking for information. You're going to be coordinating deadlines. You're going to be interacting with myself and the managers to try and get things done. You know, mainly tax returns in that first year, but I want them to be able to do some research as well. We're going to give you the tools and, and the discipline how to do that. 
Uh, I always tell them that if the clients put you on the spot in a phone call or if it's in a meeting and you don't know the answer, you can say, I don't know. I mean, tax is tough enough and, and, and difficult and complex enough that you can get away with the answer saying, I don't know. You obviously don't want to walk away from the problem, but you say, you know, I don't know. I'll talk to my manager. I don't know. I think it's this. Let me look it up. And, and I think it's a great discipline to get it started in it. Um, it. You know, I would encourage people to, even if you're unsure of it, mm-hmm. try it for a year or two. It's not a wasted skill. It's a discipline and it's, a, it's something you can be able to kind of use going forward. Right. I think that sounds like a, like a wonderful experience of some of the associates are going through your firm. And I think that's, uh, that's fantastic. Uh, the ability to deal directly with clients, work with the partner, have real, I guess, projects that you can work on for the full life cycle. That sounds, uh, that sounds very exciting. I mean, I myself went through a big four, so I can really appreciate that kind of experience because that's not something that you might have that, that level of access with at the client and at the partner level at the same time. So I think that's very valuable, uh, especially to our listeners who might be, you know, I guess weighing the differences between large, medium and small firm. Uh, so that's, that's you, great. You, you, you got to find, I mean, if, if someone's looking at that choice, great that you, you, you can have that, you got to find the right fit. So we always kind of say there, I, you know, you and I both went through a big firm, firm experience. I love my experience there. I think it was mm-hmm. great. You were to meet a bunch of people right away working on some incredibly high profile clients. Mm-hmm. Uh, great experience kind of going through the exams at the time. You can get just as good of experience at a medium-sized firm and a smaller firm. They're, they're, you, you just got to find the right personality, the right fit. You got to look at who the clients that they have. What type of work are you going to be doing? Uh, you know, is, is your personality one that you'll be good kind of engaging with clients right at the start? Or are you a little bit, you know, maybe more of a service saying, hey, let me get some experience first and then I'll kind of mature into it. Right. Um, you, you know, there's, there's, you got to make sure you're asking those questions about what, you know, what's the culture of the firm? What are, mm-hmm. the, what are the clients doing? What's my workload going to be? What are my expectations? And, and I wouldn't, uh, I would always, you know, keep your doors open and consider any size firm for the experience. And right. You get the experience and you get the success going forward. You can make that change later or you yep. find you stay. And we have a lot of people who have come with us, have stayed with us five, 10, you know, 14 years now who probably never thought they were going to stay that long. So, yeah, I, don't know. I think, uh, no, I think that's uh, wonderful advice. And uh, I guess some of our listeners, uh, Counting Nation, if you're interested, where can they go? Can they go to Anderson Tax? Is there a website that can get more information about the values and the culture? Yeah, yeah no, they're, they're happy to. So if they go to our website and it's www.andersontax.ca and it's mm-hmm. A-N-D- E-N-S-A-N-D-E-R-S-E-N-Tax.ca. That's our website. If Mm -hmm. you uh, wanted to find out more about our kind of our next big project here, we've actually do a bunch of webinars that we do live. We also, you know, you can always play back them later. Uh, We've done a couple already just on some of the changes with, uh, we had a big U.S. election last year and some of the Biden changes that were proposed. We did one last month with uh, a lot of the topics for people who are moving from the U.S. to Canada. And on March 30th in the morning, uh, myself and Chris Arabidou, my partner in, in Alberta, we're going to do an hour-long webinar on the U.S. and paying tax issues mm. for people that are moving from Canada to the U.S. So if you were interested in that, uh, send us an email at office.west at andersontax.ca and we'd be happy to get you signed up for that. 
Fantastic. That's awesome. All right, guys. So you guys listening, that's your opportunity right there to check out some of those webinars. It sounds very exciting. And, uh, and uh, Steve's left that email. So be sure to, uh, to, to reach out if you have any questions. Sure. Um, and, I, and I have one more thing. If, if, sure. if there's your listeners out there that are interested in career in tax, use the same email, send us your resume, send us why you think tax would be a, a great spot for you. We're, like I said, we're always hiring. So uh, we'd, love to, we'd love to speak to you. That's awesome. All right. Accounting Nation, there you go. So uh, you've got your CV, your resume, you know, hopefully you've got that spruced up and send it along. And um, so maybe Steve, maybe you could just drop that uh, email one more time. Sure. That email, office.west at andersontax.ca. Fantastic. That's awesome. Steve, what's, is there anything that's coming up that you're excited about for 2021 for Anderson Tax? Anything at all? You know, I, I think it's the continued uh, growth of our firm as the, the continued, uh, you know, as our, as our managers develop, as our, our staff move on. I mean, I'm just I'm thrilled to kind of see everyone, you know, uh, continue to work with our clients directly to, you know, continue to grow our firm. You know, like I said, we've got a, we've got a, a uh, we have a lot of clients who need our help, but we got a lot of people out in the network that uh, want our services. That's wonderful. To, to see what's happening. Ta tax is not getting easier, unfortunately. Uh, but that's, you know, where we find joy in it. That's what we love about tax. And we're happy to help. That's, that's wonderful. Well, it sounds like you have a wonderful organization there. And uh, so that's, that's wonderful to hear. And I would definitely wish you and your organization all the best and success uh, for 2021 and the future. Is there, uh, well, is there anything else that is a personal project that you want to plug on this podcast, uh, a charity or something that's coming up uh, for you personally? Uh, feel free to take the time. <laughs> well, no, I, I appreciate the offer, Adrian. I have, um, yeah, I'm in transition with a number of the charities I have. You know, one of the more interesting ones that uh, I joined uh, was one that's just starting in Vancouver, and it's simply called Guys Who Give. Mm. Guys Who Give is a group of guys who uh, uh, meet quarterly and uh, we go through a couple of pitches from various charities and it's, it's a bit of a competition as guys do. Right. Vote on it and the winner gets the money and it's usually about $100 a quarter. We, uh, it's, been, it's a US-based uh, program that's been around for a number of years and okay. we are the first uh, Canadian chapter and so... Uh, we had our first virtual meeting in February, and uh, it was a, um, uh, it kind of just need to see it, it develop and grow over the years. And so we're kind of excited to see how that might grow in Vancouver. So it's, it's guys who give. I don't have a website for you. I don't have, uh, if, if you're interested in something like that, if you send an email to that same office.west at andersontax.ca and in the subject matter put guys who give for Steve. That'll right. get to me and I'd be happy to talk about it. Oh, okay. That sounds good. I mean, I didn't even know about it. I've just looked it up. Is it, it might be guyswhogive.org and yes. there's a Vancouver chapter. Check it out. And That's right. I will definitely check it out myself and never heard of it, but it sounds like a, it sounds like a great charity. Uh, well, Steve, thank you very much for joining me on the podcast. I really appreciate you taking the time and sharing your experiences and, uh, and uh, sharing uh, what's going on in Anderson tax. Sounds like it's a, a wonderful place. And uh, so I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Adrian, hey, happy to help this afternoon. Uh, always happy to chat. Uh, appreciate the invite.
All right. Thank you very much. And uh, thank you very much to our listeners, Accounting Nation. I hope you enjoyed and had a lot of value to you. So uh, have a great afternoon. And on behalf of Steve and myself, uh, take care and bye-bye. That is it for the podcast, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. I know I did. And once again, a big thank you to Stephen Flynn for taking the time to join me on the podcast. Um, as all of you heard, uh, Steve is very eloquent uh, in the way he describes the tax career and, and the career stream and different ways to even think about how you might be interested. Uh, just give it a shot, really. I mean, he's left his uh, email address and the website for Anderson Tax. Uh, so be sure to check that out, whether you have some questions or even you have a resume to submit, be sure to use that resource. I think that is an, an incredible opportunity. Uh, if you have any questions and comments for me, be sure to leave me an email. It's adrian at adrian-law.ca. And uh, or feel free to send me a direct message on LinkedIn. I'm checking that all the time. And People send me all kinds of questions, and I'm happy to answer all of them. Uh, so be sure to reach out to me on LinkedIn. All right, guys, so that's it, and we'll see you at the very next podcast. Until then, take care, guys. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to follow, rate, and share the podcast. Tune in next time when your host, Adrian Law, delves into the wonderful world of Vancouver accounting experience.